And that was a golden moment. Have you had the golden moment in your life? A moment when everything has gone right? Maybe a moment when someone has told you just how much they appreciate you and the help you have given them. Keep listening to find out how your golden moment compares with our guests. I'm Matthew. Hi, I'm Paul. And we're your hosts on this episode of Bed's Blab, an experiment in amateur podcasting in Bedfordshire. This is a podcast based at a small learning centre for young people called Develop Bedford. Develop Bedford, our expertise, your future. We are using this podcast to get to meet and learn from interesting people living and working in the English county of Bedfordshire. You will also find short features such as quizzes and reviews. And later in the show, Alfie will be reviewing the film Avengers Endgame. Oh, well, well. The main feature of today's episode is an interview with a Bedfordshire English GCSE tutor called Judith Lombardi. What challenges did she face to become a tutor? What challenges does she face in the classroom? And what advice can she offer to any of us who are about to sit our English GCSE exams? Find out soon. Before our interview, first it's our quiz features. Quiz, 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 you I love, quiz, do not copy my flippin' answers. What the fact? How well do you know Bedfordshire? See if you can answer these three true or false questions about our historic county. Question one. Bedfordshire has a flag. Is that true or is that false? Question two. Bedfordshire has a county president. Is that true or is that false? Question three. Bedfordshire is one of just four counties in England that starts with the letter B. Now, is that true or is that false? Okay, so how hard was that? Do you think you got them all right? What the fact? We have a cat. Well, fancy that. He doesn't move. He doesn't chat. He doesn't mate. He doesn't spray. No need to clean. His litter tray. He has a name. You cannot guess. Don't look too far. He's got a scar. And all he does. Well, he just sleeps. And that is in the chillout room. 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 Why is he here? 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 
Why is he here? Now it's time for Paul and our second quiz. It's Kazoo So, so what we're going to do is Paul is going to play two short clips of famous songs on a kazoo. Do you know each of the songs? First of all, what is the first song? So do you know what that song is? Also, now what is the second song? And that's the second song. Do you know what that song is? Was both of them easy or hard? I'll give you the answers at the end of this episode. Okay, let's get on with our interview feature. Judith Lombardi is a tutor working at Develop Bedford. She teaches English and maths to young people. She teaches functional skills and English GCSE and has been working at Develop for six years. Before that, Judith spent time teaching at Hastingsbury and Redbourne schools, as well as a time in Pakistan working for the British Embassy. I interviewed Judith after she finished one of her lessons. here with Judith Lombardi uh, and we're talking about English and how she got into teaching and GCSE English. Hello Judith. Hello Matthew, thank you for inviting me here today. Okay, thank you for giving up your time to talk to us today. You're well. So uh, I'm just going to ask you a few questions about teaching and uh, English. Okay. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to start off with, how did you get into teaching? Yeah, it's a very good question. I had, I think I changed my career several times. Started off as a secretary. I did some laboratory technician work. Didn't know what I wanted to do. And I wasn't highly trained, qualification-wise, but continued to gain those later on in life. And I worked for a few years in training, training companies, one of them being the Industrial Society that used to resolve disputes with lorry drivers. That was a very famous one, going to companies, teach team building, leadership, uh, all sorts of training. And my job was to organise a course for one of the trainers and follow him around the country, making sure everything was set up. Um, as were other girls. And then I went into a hotel in London, again, organising events as a banquet coordinator, which I loved because I was able to combine my love of food and catering with sectarial. And then I did sales and marketing for a training company, videos, training videos. So I guess that was my springboard into my interest into teaching. Did you enjoy all that um, before? Did you enjoy all the jobs that you done? I, I did, actually. I particularly learnt a lot from the Industrial Society. That was my first chance to go on a course for public speaking. They couldn't hear a word I was saying. I was so shy, believe it or not. (laughs) I think 
the way that they used the army's way of building a team you know you can use it in any classroom any age group so and i did enjoy the hotel that could be quite glamorous at times yeah it was nice what was your first job that you had right in teaching yeah so having a family i thought what's going to fit in obviously working in a school term time and i'd just done some computer training never been on a computer before that and I saw an advert at Hastingsbury School and I said, I know this is silly, but could I apply for this teaching post? Thinking they'd say no, because you're not a qualified teacher. And they said yes. And so I went in for the interview for an IT teacher and came out with the job also doing food technology. And I'd never been in a class since I was at school. Mm-hmm. And I had a very full timetable for two years. I had a wonderful mentor there. She was the deputy head. Quite challenging at times, and other classes were wonderful. And then I thought, after two years, enough, I'm going to be a IT technician. That's probably a joke in itself, but I was good at entering data and active directory. And then I was sort of pulled back into the classroom, and then I thought, well, I might as well get fully qualified, because it was something that I obviously enjoyed, and so I did get qualified. What are you most proud of in your role as a teacher? I'm most proud proud of obviously the learners who have a wonderful journey from perhaps uh, not wanting to do it coming out with qualifications and if I know it sounds a bit twee but if I've helped along on that journey then then that's really nice I think I'm proud of getting to the stage where I'm teaching GCSE English yeah I am proud of that do you hear much from ex-learners from the past about the positive feedback no I mean I wouldn't expect them to contact me personally but when they popped in here at Bedford it's always nice to see that they've if they've sort of gone on to better things Mm -hmm. certainly my boys in Dunstable popping in one boy particularly who couldn't be bothered to do any work and always said he didn't like to write and then got the highest score in the reading exam level two and he did make a special trip to see me in that was a golden moment yeah Mm. it was what motivates you as an English tutor and what do you enjoy about your job what motivates me is the love of language I enjoy particularly here not being reined in so I do have the opportunity to explore new resources new methods of teaching and I'm not governed I I I do have to follow a, a curriculum but I'm not reined in what's going to happen every week. Sometimes that's good, sometimes it's not. So trying to vary the teaching methods, which I think we are, you know, like group work. This equipment, for example, that we did today, we did some interviews, and that verbal communication transcending into the written work. What made you decide to be a GCSE English teacher, and what are the challenges of being one? To be honest, I was teaching functional skills for quite a while, it's functional, but it's there's no not a lot of creative writing in it. And I did aspire to teach in GCSE English. And so I did a quick course at college, Enhanced English. Actually, I did it in Sutton Coalfield. Three days that allows you to then teach GCSE English. That training is still continuing. I have a wonderful head of English up in Norwich who designed the, the lesson plans and the, the, the structure of it, which we can tweak. Um, and I do have input to that. So I've followed that fairly closely to begin with. I, I was on a journey too this year, so I'm hoping that there'll be some good results. Mm. 
but I love a bit of role play. I love I love seeing learners grasp creative writing. You can give them anything, a subject, a picture, and they'll just run with it. And, and that sophisticated language that they start to bring in mm. is always nice. Oh, that's cool. Is there anything uh, that stood out for you that you're, in your lessons that your learners enjoyed? Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind, it was in the GCSE lesson, and we were doing about Emily Pankhurst, um, the suffragettes. So I had a picture up on the screen. I don't know if you remember it. I think I do. And you wrote about it, and we discussed it, and did what we had to do. And then right at the end, before we were going either for break or leaving for the day, I said, could you quickly form the picture? And I was surprised that everyone just jumped and took a a character each. Mm. And that showed such teamwork. And they all looked like the picture. They replicated the picture that was on the screen. And for students to just do that off their own back, I I asked them to do it, invited them, but it was amazing. The detective one with the functional skills English as well, I was just surprised what little detectives they became. They really looked at every object that was around the body and all of the implications and what was being implied. And yeah, and they came up with, with how this person had found their end, you know, died. It was very good. And I do love a bit of play reading. Mm. What is a big challenge for learners in GCSE English? And so what do you think that they struggle with? There really is no need to struggle with it at all these days. But if they do, it's understanding those questions, the five questions on each paper, particularly the one that says, can you describe the author's or the writer's structure, have they structured their writing? And that purely means how did they develop it from start to finish, which I know you understand, Matthew. And some students struggle with that and may lose marks. And I think it's understanding words such as connotations, or that's one of them, in the question and no use of a dictionary. So it's really knowing that information before you sit the exam. And I, and I think it could be a breeze to get a level four, if I'm honest. So you think you think that for the learners this year, you think that they have a chance on being able to accomplish GCSE English? I do feel they have a chance, most of them, because they've put in a lot of effort. It hasn't been easy having me at the beginning, I guess. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was the first time round for me. Yeah. But I am passionate about it. I would be overjoyed um, I know you yourself want to get that level four. Yeah. I would say most have a chance. The only thing that would hold them back is lack of attendance, really. Mm. The final question is, what advice would you give to your learners and learners to GCSE English around the world who are going to sit their exams in June? Well, I'd say all you can do is your best. If you can come out of an exam room knowing that you've put the effort in, that you've been conscious of the time all you have to do if you reach if you hit that level four in every question even once you've got it they can't take it away it doesn't have to be a level four all the way through if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so what advice would I give them is to have a good night's sleep the night before make sure you've had a drink something to eat I wouldn't do much revision on the actual day Mm. I would go in there fresh And I would start with question five because that's half the marks and I'd be conscious of the time after that and enjoy it. Uh, Well, thank you very much, Judith, for um, coming to chat with me today. You're welcome, Matthew. I've enjoyed that. Thank Thank you. you. Um, It was very fascinating and interesting learning about your development to becoming a teacher and uh, I'm sure others will find it fascinating as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
So that was Matthew interviewing Judith Lombardi. Matthew, how did it feel like doing that interview? It felt very good. I feel like it felt very... Um, it was all right working with Judith and being able to speak to her about um, everything, and it was very uh, intriguing to find out uh, just how, how she developed to become a teacher in Develop. Now it's time for our movie review sketch. Before Alfie joins us to review Avengers Endgame, Paul will be asking me about the latest movie I enjoyed at the cinema, Johnny English Strikes Again. So, Matthew, you have 30 seconds to sum up the plot of the film. Go! So, uh, Johnny English Strikes Again is based is a third movie in the sequel um, of Johnny English and features Rowan Atkinson as Johnny English. And uh, it's basically about um, him trying to serve his uh, country um, and he goes to France and stops this kind of um, thing happening. Um, this kind of... Uh, kind of like... Um, you're out of time. <laughs> Listeners, if you if you want to read about the film, Google it. So, Matthew, what did you think about uh, Johnny English? I think it was just as good as the other two. I feel like it was quite it was quite funny, still funny. Um, there was a lot of mistakes. I loved. Uh, there was one part I remember where um, he went to dive. He was on the boat and he went to lean back, but he ended up hitting the bomb deck instead of the water. So, um, yeah, that's what was quite funny. Um, what was the best? Best part about the movie? Well, I like that part, and there was it was a lot, a lot of it that I really liked. Um, different little parts that I kind of enjoyed. Yeah. Anything that disappointed you? Um, no, I don't feel like it. Um, there was one that was actually it. It was quite good. So back to um, something that I enjoyed was uh, in the first movie. There was um, someone. Uh, his character was named was Boff, something like that, and. Um, I can't remember the actor that played him, but he was back for the, he wasn't in the second movie, but he was back for the third movie. So I thought they made quite a good partnership, and I was quite happy that they were back. How does it compare to previous Johnny English films? I feel like I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but I'd say it's kind of in the middle. I mean, they're all quite similar, they're all quite same. I enjoy all of them, and I'd watch them again. What is your popcorn rating for this film? So if you can give it a rating between one, one being the worst, and ten being, like, the best, what sort of rating would you give it? How many popcorns would you give it, mate? <laughs> I'll probably give it about... Um, it's quite a hard one, but... I, I'm, I'm not... I enjoyed most of it, yeah, so I'd, I'd say probably about seven popcorns. Seven? Seven, yeah. From Lynn? It's a seven. <laughs> seven. Seven. <laughs> So it's a seven on your popcorn rating. Just got finally, I've got some quick fire questions for you. Okay. Do you remember yawning at any point during the movie? I don't think I did. No. Did you look at your phone at any point during the movie? No, I didn't really take it. Did you laugh out loud during the movie? A couple of times, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did you scream at any point during the movie? Not really. No. Did you cry at any point during the movie? There wasn't much to cry about, no. I don't think. And last, did you pick your nose at any point during the movie? I don't think so. so. Okay, thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Paul. Back to Matthew. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Get my insulin. 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 
get my hands lead. I need it. I do. Good afternoon, Alfie. Glad Good you could join us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Alfie. Yes. Can you tell us about this end, this um, Avengers Endgame, the uh, when you went to the cinema to see? Could you tell us a bit about it? I'll give you 30 seconds to sum up the plot. You can start now. So it's about the all the heroes who have not died in Infinity War teaming up to, to fight Thanos and get everyone back and kill Thanos and not let him use the Infinity Stones to kill any anyone else. And that's basically the plot of uh, Avengers Endgame. And it was a very good film. Very good film. You know, Thanos was amazing, and I very much enjoyed it. Well, you managed to sum that up in less than 30 seconds, so it must have been a blindingly good film. It was. Um, what did you think about Endgame? I thought it was a very good film. What did you like best about the movie? Um, Probably... The um, the bit where every where all the superheroes return in a very good scene. Anything disappoint you? No. How does it compare to previous Avenger movies? Um, it's basically this is the Marvel film to see because we've had every like we've had some like Marvel films that have come in and that have done really well and basically they've put them all together to fight the biggest villain in in, in Marvel so far. Was it a satisfactory end to the Avengers range of movies? I don't think it's basically the end of Marvel movies. They're still making some more. So, well, if it is, then then that's bad. But I don't think it is the end of Marvel films. I think they're still continuing making some. Okay, what is your popcorn rating for the film? The popcorn rating is one being, like, poo, really bad. Yeah. Ten being excellent. I what, will, what popcorn rating would you give it? I would give it a nine. A nine? A nine, yeah. Nine out of ten, wow. Thanks, Alfie. Finally, some quick-fire questions. Did you yawn at any point during the movie? No, I did not yawn. Did you look at your phone at any point during the movie? No, I did not look at my phone once. Did you uh, scream at any point during the movie? No, I did not scream. Did you cry at any point during the movie? Yes, I did cry. Hashtag spoiler alert, spoiler alert. When Tony Stark died. What the? Um, did you laugh out loud at any point during the movie? I missed that one off. Yes. You did? When was that? Because there was a bit with, like, when Korg is playing. Well, just There's a guy called Korg in the film, and he was just funny. And finally, did you pick your nose at any point no, during I did not. this movie? No, I did not pick my nose during, during this flick. <laughs> no, I did not. No. Okay. Thank you very much, Alfie. That was very enlightening. I'm sure I will go to the movies and watch this film right away. Okay. Um, back to you, Matthew. Thank you, Alfie, and thank you, Paul. Now, the answers to the questions we asked you at the start of the show. Now it's time for the answers of Kazoo Who. <laughs> okay, first song. <laughs> So, Paul, what was the answer to that one? I don't know. <laughs> no, it was um, This Will Make You Beautiful by um, One Direction. Ooh, so, uh, did you get that at home? Anyway. And, and now, what is the second song? 
For what is the answer to the second? And the answer was? The answer was, I'm Your Man by Wham! Lovely whamming. Uh Thank you, Paul. And that was Kazoo Who. What the fact? Question one. Redfishier has a flag. Is this true or false? The answer was true. Redfishier does have its own flag. It's kind of red, yellow and black. Question two. Bedfordshire has a county president. Is this true or false? The answer was false. Bedfordshire does not have a president. Who do you think would make a good president for Bedfordshire? A king or queen of Bedfordshire? Question three. Bedfordshire is one of just four counties in England that starts with the letter B. True or false? The answer was true. There are four English counties which start with the letter B. They are Bedfordshire, Buckinghamshire, Berkshire and Bristol. Yes, apparently Bristol's an actual country. County! Bristol's an actual county. What the fact? Thank you, Elide, and thank you, Paul. Also, can I say thank you to Alfie, and thank you to Nathan for recording. That was Bed's Blab. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you did, you can subscribe to our podcast, go to our Facebook page and follow us, or drop a like. And until the next episode of Bed's Blab, thank you, goodbye. Now, Paul's here with our second quiz. It's Kazoohoo. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> Are we still Yeah, just carry on. Um, so, uh, what's going to happen is Paul is going to play two short clips of famous songs on the kazoo but the big question is do you know what the songs are so when you're ready paul please play the first song (laughs) 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 and so do do you know that song and (laughs) what is the second song (laughs) do you know that one so um we'll reveal the answers at the end of the episode Good afternoon, Alfie. Good afternoon. Glad you could join us. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much. Alfie, you've yes. got 30 seconds to sum up the plot of the film. Go. Of what? You know what. I don't know what. Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Which is what you were coming here to review about. Oh. You well. Out of time. Well. The viewers, tune <laughs> in to Google to find out what Yeah. Happened. It's about all the right, Avengers. Let's start again. Develop Bedford, our expertise, your future.